I was reluctant to ring the bell to end you end the discussion. It seems like it was really nice, and um, and I hope that you have opportunities to continue this discussion with uh, your fellow participants here and maybe your small groups, uh, and um, or maybe with friends and total strangers. That uh, this is a this is a rich area of of life to kind of exp- explore this, and. Um, <laughs> And um, as a way of kind of bringing this discussion of dharmology to a close, we, it would have been nice if we had a whole day on this topic, but you know, this is the nature of this, this our year-long training, how much we're trying to get in here. One of, the, one of the lessons I would like to see come out of the dharmology for you is that it's a beneficial thing to do. If you just get that, you know, then, you know, and then maybe you'll follow up or explore it some more on your own. Can we have a few statements, hopefully? of um, how it's been beneficial to do this for you. What's been the benefit of having written or reflected on your dharmology? I'm noticing when I'm thinking about resolve, how much a part of resolve is actually naming these things for myself and being able, like when you talked about intention into action, um, if I have, if my dharmology includes a- the power of action and and the energy behind that and, and the outcome of that, then uh, that's that's a major part of my resolve. It's been really beneficial to help me process my service work. I mean, regardless of the format. It's uh, it's a journaling in a sense, right? I'm writing what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so it's been really beneficial in that respect. Great. So I like that concept of being able to identify what I believe in. You know, I have my daily practice, which I use to ground myself as I go out to the, in the day. And now I can really look at what I really truly am I grounded in in my beliefs and keeping that sort of like that well keeping the dharmology like people read the bible I can go and say oh let me read my dharmology (laughs) oh this is where I'm falling short at etc so I really like that having it all centrally located Mm. of what I believe in great thank you So I was struck. I went back and reread um, the other stuff that you know I'd written as sort of a prep to sort of, um, and I was struck reading that and then writing this, and then just in this group at how fluid this is. I mean, there's there's underlying principles, if you will, underlying structure, under the foundation. Of bodhicitta and and the you know the you know very basic teachings 
um, Brahma Viharas, but it's all very fluid. It's it it. Um, so I thought that was really, um, and then and then just in this group that we had, it became very Do you evident. Mean interchangeable, or it's all just right there within reach when you say fluid. It's all right there within reach. Thank you. Um, but I don't know what you mean by interchangeable. Like you, somebody could say it's also fluid. The Brahma Viharas are like the Parvitas are like what he's talking about. That's but I don't know if you mean that or not. They all inform each other. They're not. I I don't see them as interchangeable. I see them as all of one. And fluid is that they're shifting and changing, or what does fluid mean? Yeah. Fluid, like you know, like the um, the I used this in my paper. Um, the uh, aurora borealises. Have you ever seen it? It's like that. Um, that that's what I mean by fluid. It's like water. It's like great, right? Yeah. So nothing solid there. No, no, yeah, no. Anyway, so I was just struck at at how. And then just even listening, just this time, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that, that too. We were all sort of struck with that, I think. Okay. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Great, thank, thank you. Someone else? Especially, especially, there's a few people that maybe hasn't spoken in this whole cir- full circle, to- <coughs> circle today. And certainly by the end of the day, we'd lovely to have every voice in the, out here in the full circle. For myself, writing the Dharmology paper was a, a process of distillation, and it, it boiled down to. Um, I tried writing a few days, a few ways, but then these phrases occurred to me, uh, and I took them as the keys for uh, for reflection, um, and then so it was phrases like, "My body is my teacher." Um, nature is my witness is that really true and death is guaranteed and we can we can plan for it and then writing about how those phrases how they are personal dharmology how they are a representation of the Buddhist teaching as I understand it and how they inform my spiritual care practice um, and when I found that way to write, it it made sense because I was confused before that. <laughs> and did you, did you find that more than it made sense, it was beneficial? Yes, it was beneficial because it helped me to see, you know, like before that I was like kind of listing Buddhist practices and it helped me to see how those things intertwine, how I have a, I have a relationship to something, I have a concept about something, and then uh, that is coming, that is my interpretation of a Buddhist teaching. It's my personal way of, a, of understanding a Buddhist teaching. 
and then it's informing how I work with others. It's an aspiration for how I work with others. It's, it's, and so I began to see more clearly how those things mm-hmm. intertwine for me on a personal level as opposed to trying to apply a Buddhist teaching to what I do or trying to take a script from out there, right? So it was kind of distilling it to these, uh, I don't know, these phrases just kind of showed up at some point. And then that was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. This is, yeah. Were they there before, the phrases? Um, There are certainly things that I have referenced throughout my mature life. Yes, certainly. My body is my teacher, is the foundation for my mature life. And, uh, you know, so it's been, it's been 30 years. It's been over half of my life. So it's like, um, what is the orient? Yeah, they're, they're, and uh, orientation towards death has been fundamental of my mature life. And um, nature, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe one more? Or two more? Go ahead, Nadine. I thought writing that paper was, um, it was extremely difficult. We talked about the time it took. One of us took a day, and some of us took a couple of days, as in 24 hours a day. Um, so it took a long time. It was very beneficial. I've always thought if somebody comes up to me, especially in the hospital environment, well, they're a Buddhist. Exactly what do you believe in? It's like, huh? <laughs> Where do you start? You know, what? How do you say an answer to that in 30 seconds? And so not only did I have to go through and figure out what is it exactly that I'm going to say, and how do I represent that? What are the, the terminology that I need? And one of the things that I found myself doing is, is, um, is writing about what I don't believe in. And somehow that, that helped to, know, to rationalize what I, where I was or, or to, to believe in my beliefs. Um, at any rate, I think I got it down to 30 seconds of a presentation of what I believe in. So, yeah. Thank you. It was a great, great experience. Yes. Let's just get them. Did anyone else have a burning desire before? Um, I just want to say uh, I also struggled with the paper. I think it's necessarily difficult to write, and that's the beautiful challenge of it. Um, I'm glad I did it. And um, I really wish, I'm really finding myself craving more time and depth for this discussion um, and to I think um, sharing what we discovered about the you know about ourselves through the process um, is is and would be incredibly beneficial for us and um, I'm actually gonna suggest that if we're willing that we share our papers with each other in some sort of shared folder and um, yeah, I would love to read some of your papers and would be happy to share mine. So if anyone's into that idea, mm. um, I will 
organize that. Great, thank you. Anybody else? Did you want a response to that question now? What's the question? Do people, is anybody interested in doing that sharing? Are there papers with each other? So the, the ones who share are the ones who read them. So. Sure. Yeah, I don't know how to make a shared folder yet, but I'll figure it out and whatever, send an email. Great. I'm sure it's, yeah. I'll just send you a PDF. Sure. Yeah, I don't know yet, but mm. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. And um, so we'll take our lunch break and we'll start again in here. At, yes? Yes. So um, I want to say that the difference between a spiritual care provider and other people in the setting in which you're serving is this in particular. There's a lot of crossover with other um, helping professions, if you will. But this, this is so, this is important really really important and it's a process and by no means can it just be done by this date but I encourage you to really hone it down or to to really work on it in dialogue with somebody else even Um, and also for those that are considering this as a profession and pursuing the credential um, one of the whole areas of evaluation for the credential is this yeah so and um with real specificity, you know, this and not that, you know. All of it, yes, however, this in particular is where what comes to my mind is what I'm intending to, is what I experience, is how I make sense of, it's all of that. So, um, so I just want to emphasize that. And it's also where I think Buddhist chaplains are the weakest compared to other chaplains. You know, I think I think we can, in general, this is a gross generalization, but if you can par- pardon me, I think we're good at being present and meeting things, you know, but um, articulating it theologically. I mean, we have an inherent aversion to it. You know, don't tie me down. I, don't call this a religion. You know, I'm just here to... But f- for those who are looking to really, really hone this, this will be... This has to be an ongoing area. And secondly, I think those that cultivate this the most have the most stamina and satisfaction in doing the work. Because it's, it's sustaining, you know, to keep... I remember asking... Uh, a guy who had been a chaplain for 30 years at UCSF, how did you do this? And he said, well, once a month I get together with five other, you know, Lutheran ministers and we talk about our work. You know? And that's, 
what has sustained me, you know. And he said, I didn't, I, I don't go to, you know, it's actually me and my people talking about our faith in doing this kind of work is what sustained me. So it was really interesting to pass on, yeah. Thank you. Great, so we'll meet again in here at one thirty.